Take a look at this. This is December 17th. 2019, CBN News says, a way to get new business and bypass parents, planned parenthood, plans 50 well-being centers, well-being in quotes, 50 well-being centers inside schools. And we know planned parenthood, they promote abortion. There it is, my friends. And the county in California, will provide 10 million in funding. The nation's largest abortion provider chipping in 5 million. Take a look at this. Tony Perkins responded that this is a new model that Planned Parenthood is using to gain access to new business prospects. Who would that be? Children. And they can go directly to students without parents ever finding out. Here it is, my friends. And California allows minors as young as 13 to get birth control without parental consent. And this so-called well-being center is an easy way for parents never to know what is happening to their children in these public schools. All right, friends, here it is. Washington Examiner, Planned Parenthood, plans to infiltrate high schools December 16th. And here we have the district official statesmen and women saying, by the way, these clinics won't technically offer abortions on school premises. But individuals are saying, we are not fooled by this because this organization, Planned Parenthood, makes billions of such type of projects. All right, my friends, here it is, Life Sight. What are your thoughts in the forum, my friends? We are nearing home. It says Planned Parenthood has been targeting young children even at the elementary school level. And they encourage these young children to make bad choices, of course, contextually, in sexuality. And then, Planned Parenthood, they profit from creating the crisis through selling abortions to those same students. Create the crisis through false education. Promote immorality, promiscuity, under various guises. Friends, we are nearing home. And here is a report that came out in 2016 from the Obama-era U.S. Office of Adolescent Health. And it found that when Planned Parenthood united with city officials, and run various programs that teens and even children had a high percentage of pregnancy and then they would receive steps to have an abortion. Crisis, then the so-called solution abortion. Immorality is increasing, and that's why we're told in Great Controversy, page 587, that Sunday will be enforced to combat immorality. Friends, we are nearing home. Look at this. 
Pro-lifers have also argued that this so-called Planned Parenthood synergy with the state teaching so-called safe sex, they do not emphasize that sex should be delayed until adulthood or marriage. All right, friends. Again, Washington Examiner says, when the church and state unite, the left with the state, they say, parents now must choose to leave the public school system. And friends, now we're going to see the opposite. Look at this, my friends. Spirituality and sports in public schools. Now the pendulum is swinging to the right. Now the church now is using the state to enforce morality, promote morality in public schools. Take a, take a listen. CBN News. Well, although it may seem countercultural, some student athletes are part of a powerful combo of God and sports. And it's happening, believe it or not, on public school grounds all across America. So, exactly what happens in the huddle? Hmm. Friends, and we were told that when we see religion being promoted in the public school, the, the close of probation is about to take place. I'm going to read that statement. We are also told when we see this, it's time for aggressive evangelism. No slothfulness. All my friends, take a listen. FCA recently took its Fields of Faith initiative to Loudoun County, Virginia. On a public school field, we get to hear the gospel presented, and that's, that's powerful. Hmm. The gospel is being presented? on public school grounds? No, friends, we are not against children and staff members, faculty members, receiving the gospel. The church is where that must take place, outside of state control, state premises. Even if it happens on state premises, we aren't against that because God's will will be done. Nevertheless, the point here is we must see these movements based on prophecy to realize church and state are uniting. And once they unite, they will birth a Sunday law to bring back morality, to promote other so-called godly issues. And then persecution for God's commandment keeping people, God's Sabbath keeping people. Understand, we are nearing home. Here it is, my friends, that statement. Now listen. FCA's Virginia director celebrated this night of testimony and worship on this one field. We've got 16 schools represented, public high schools, and, and they're all coming together tonight to celebrate what God's doing on their campuses. <laughs> all right, friends, take a listen. Christ. That impact goes on at schools during weekly FCA gatherings called huddles. A time of fun and fellowship, read God's word, somebody will lead a devotional or a thought, and there's some discussion. The goal is to be challenged spiritually, uh, but also just be encouraged knowing that you're with other men or women or boys and girls that share the same faith as you. Hmm. Again, friends, take a listen. The effect of these get-togethers can be thrilling, like what Diner told us is happening at one Loudoun County school. On any given week, they could have between 80 and 120 students attending, which is close to 20% of the student body. Hmm. Hmm. Here it is, my friends. When we see religion being promoted in the public schools, it's time for what? Aggressive evangelism. 
Review and Herald. It's time. And that's why we are told, my friends, in these last days, we have to make sure our minds are fixed on the work of Christ in the heavenly sanctuary. That's the only way we're going to make it in these last days. And friends, I want to be saved. Do you want to be saved? And that's why we're here every day for Midday Power Eight in this mini-series on the sanctuary. Please, friends, get your writing instruments. Get your notepads. Get your Bibles. I'm going to share with you some scriptures now. Please note them. This is a life and death matter. Now, friends, to the convicted sinner, the garments of the earthly high priest who typified Christ, our heavenly high priest. It showed God's glory. It showed God's beauty. I want to focus on that word glory. Write down 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. The Bible tells us that glory represents God's image. We all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. We are changed into that same image from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. Friends, as I reread that scripture, I asked God in prayer, why must I behold your glory to be changed into your image? And the clear response was from scripture, we as human beings have lost the glory of God. We have lost the image of God. Because God did create man, Adam and Eve, in his own image. After his likeness, Genesis chapter 1, put it down, verse 26 and verse 27. How many of us, my friends, have lost the image? That's where we're, we're told in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. How many have sinned, my friends, in the form? How many have sinned? The Bible tells us all have sinned. And have come short, fall, fell, all of us have fallen short of the glory of God, the image of God, the likeness of God. So we must behold what, friends? Behold his glory to be changed, to be restored into his image. But my friends, that glory shows us God's beauty. That glory, it shows us God is love. In that same Romans chapter 3, put it down, and verse 23, where Christ says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Verse 24 now says, But being justified freely. That's, that's it, my friends. And what does justification mean? To be pardoned. To be treated as if we never sinned. And power to live above sin. To go and sin no more. John chapter 5 verse 14 says that. Go and sin no more once you are justified. Forgiven and pardoned. Is that not God's love? Does that not chapter 18. Put it down. Revelation chapter 18. And verse number 1 and verse 4. Tell me. What happens when the plagues are poured out upon the world? The seven last plagues. Does that typify, does that represent the close of human probation? Well, Revelation 18 verse 4 says the seven last plagues will be poured out. But what happens just before that point? 
verse 1 of Revelation 18. God's word says, And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. What is that glory, my friends? God's image, God's likeness, God's character. This is the final message for the world. I want to give it. Do you want to proclaim it safe to serve international? Those of you in the forum, first-time viewers. But before we can reveal God's glory, God's image, God's likeness, I must first receive it. You must first receive it. We must behold it. Remember, the convicted sinner, once he came to the sanctuary, he saw the high priest. The garment, glory, that taketh away the sin of the world. To bring us back into God's image. Write down the scripture now. John chapter 1, verse 14. Put it down. John chapter 1, verse 14. God's word says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory. That's it, friends. The glory as of the only begotten son of the father, full of grace and truth. So when we behold the glory of God, what do we see? He is filled with grace and truth. Write down Titus chapter 2. Verse 11 through verse 14. The Bible tells us the grace of God which bringeth salvation unto us has appeared unto all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly and righteously in this present world. Looking for what, my friends? The blessed hope. What is that blessed hope? The second coming of Jesus Christ. The glorious appearing of our great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. That is the blessed hope. So in the context of the second coming of Jesus, what must be revealed to us? God's grace. What is that, my friends? God's glory. What is that? God's beautiful. Friends, I have a penchant to proclaim the glory and the beauty of Christ. Go with me to Colossians chapter 1. This is the final message. We must receive and proclaim, Behold the glory of God. Friends, as I was studying, God revealed to me again, this glory of God, it is Christ in us. It is what, friends? Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's it. Which leads to perfection. That's Colossians, put it down, Colossians chapter 1. Verse 27, verse 28, Paul says, this mystery of godliness, it is Christ in you, the hope of glory, which we preach, warning every man that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Those of you in the forum, would you agree that the perfection of Christ once we receive it, it means that we are restored into God's glory, restored into God's image, restored into God's likeness. Yes, this is the final message to be given to the world, my friends. It is the loud cry 
of Revelation 18, the loud cry of the three angels' messages, the loud cry of the third angel. Does that make sense? All right, Tiffany. Go to Matthew chapter 6. In Matthew chapter 6, write down verse 9 through verse 13. It speaks about prayer. Matthew chapter 6, the Bible tells us in verse 9, After this manner, therefore pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven. Look now at verse number 13. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Why? Why can Christ deliver us from evil? Why? For thine is the kingdom, the power, and what, friends? And the glory. For how long? Forever, I say. Forever and ever. Amen. So can we receive glory? the character, the likeness of Christ. So as we spend time in personal prayer, in a practical sense, we can receive. We can receive the glory of God. Is Christ beautiful to you, my friends? Look with me. Let me show you what Christ's death on the cross represents for us. Look with me at Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5, the Bible tells us, put it down, in verse number 12. Christ at the cross received these things for us. As I read the scripture, those of you in the forum, write which of these things you see your need for right now. December 20th, a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive what, friends? Power, riches wisdom strength honor and glory and blessing he received these things for us is he wonderful is christ beautiful to you which of these things do you see your need for right now my friend this is the work of christ at the cross friends i see my need for all of these things how about you all right friends what about christ's work in the most holy place of the heavenly sanctuary what has he received for me what has he received for you that reveals his glory that reveals his beauty christ is beautiful look with me daniel chapter 7 put it down friends daniel chapter 7 the bible tells us in verse 13 that christ meets the father in the most holy place in the time of judgment, the time in which we are now living in, since October 22nd, 1844. Look at verse 14. What has Christ received since his work in the most holy place, October 22nd, 1844? Verse 14. And there was given him dominion, glory, and a kingdom. Ah. And Genesis chapter 3, that God give Adam dominion. But he lost it. That God give Adam a kingdom. But he lost it. That God give Adam his glory, image, likeness. But Adam lost it due to his choice to sin. So my friends, my choice, your choice not to sin. Christ will give us what we lost. Is that beauty, my friends? Oh yes, it's beautiful. Glory, kingdom dominion power over sin is the second coming of christ nearing all right my friends i close john chapter 17 
What is Christ's prayer right now in the most holy place of the heavenly sanctuary? What was Christ's prayer in Gethsemane? Put it down, John chapter 17. Write down verse 24. Put it down. Write down verse 5. Put it down. Write down verse 22. Christ says, Father, I will that those whom thou hast given me be with me where I am that they might behold, that they may behold my glory, the glory which you gave to me. That is the prayer of Christ. And we're told in Bible commentary, 